a Podcast One production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move, or feel better. For the next two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on on is tracking my macros. The reason why I want to track my macros is because I've never actually done it. I don't know how much fat, carbs, and protein that I'm having per day, and I really want to know. I'm tracking my macros because I want to see how it affects my performance, my recovery, my digestion, hunger levels. And to be honest, I'm actually just curious to see how much energy I'm eating per day, how much energy I'm burning per day, and what my macro split probably should be for how much exercise I will be doing. Gyms are opening soon and I want to hit the ground running. I want to get my nutrition on point. I want to train better, recover faster, feel better. And to be honest, I'm just curious. This is a really good experiment for me. And I think it's really important for me to know where my energy is at and what I can do to improve. Before starting this challenge, I want to speak to Ash Lane. She's an evidence-based fat loss coach. I wanted to get her in the studio to talk about nutrition balancing energy, macros, and why they are so important. For this challenge, I'm working with a health professional who's guiding me along the way. Please don't make any changes to your diet or your lifestyle without first speaking to a general practitioner or a health professional. We have Ash Lane in the studio today. She's an evidence-based fat loss coach. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I'm so blown away with you. So you help women eat more, train less, build muscle and lose fat. That is quite a line. (laughs) I feel like people read that line and they're like, who is this crazy woman and what is she doing? So what is your background with nutrition and counting macros? So I would say that my entire journey eight years ago started simply by learning how to, I guess, count macros. I did start uh, counting macros in probably not the most healthiest fashion. Um, I used to try and get like 1,200 calories of chocolate into my day because like chocolate theme <laughs> over here. And and that's, I was like, cool, this is awesome. But um you know, you can't survive on that and you end up feeling like absolute rubbish. So that kind of led me down to investigate more about nutrition for health reasons. Um, And let's see how we can use this to to our advantage to be super healthy. So my background is very much um, like I was never involved in sports at school. I was never healthy or anything like that. And I actually, I fell pregnant back in 2012. And that was the start where I was like, you know what, I've got a little bit of understanding of calories and macros, but now I want to put it to good use to be able to nourish my baby. And that's kind of where it all started. And I started, I started studying nutrition and I only did it for my own, my own reasons. Um, like just for my own health, I never actually thought that it would end up in a career like it is today. Can you please explain what are macros? So calories are made up of macros. So when you hear people talking about eating calories, they're made up of proteins, carbs and fats. And that equates to calories. So what does it actually mean to count calories? 
basically we are counting or, or tracking our food to truly understand its value. And, and this is the way that I, I look at it. A lot of people look at it as uh, counting calories is uh, some kind of restriction or it's some kind of obsession. I, I truly look at counting calories as bringing awareness to the food that you eat and really showing you what you're actually consuming and understanding what your body actually needs and and utilizing that all together to create some kind of outcome, whether that be for health, whether that be for, you know, fat loss, whether that be for muscle growth. Um, yeah, like it, it is a physiological approach. Like it's called energy balance. We refer to it as energy balance. The energy in is the food, all, all the food and the, the drink that you are consuming. That's that's your energy in and your energy out is all the energy that you're expending through your movement, through your exercise, through your body just surviving, like keeping the lights on. And if that energy balance is off, if you're eating and drinking more than you consume, you're in a calorie surplus and you're going to gain weight. Like that's that's simply what's going to happen. And if you are obviously eating less and drinking less than your body is burning every day, what's going to happen is you're going to lose weight. That's all it is. We don't need to overcomplicate it with, oh, keto is going to speed up your metabolism. It, it's not. It comes down to calories in versus calories out. Well, it is a simple approach. And I think there is so much out there in dark cult- diet culture where there's just so much back and forth. There's so many trends. And to be honest, you know, I've never really counted my macros. I I think I roughly know calories, but I've never done it. So I think that's why I'm so interested in getting you in here to chat about it because my I probably sit more on the other side of the intuitive eating fence. However, I do think it's important to have understanding of, you know, how much protein, carbs, and fat you're having every day. Plus, it's also good to probably know how much energy you are consuming every day and also how much energy you're burning every day. Like, I rarely undereat. <laughs> I probably overeat, but I, I am quite active. So I think it's good to learn about the numbers and learn about what you're actually eating every day and how it affects your performance, how it affects your sleep, how it affects your mood, how it affects your hormones. Because if you undereat for a long time, you're in serious trouble. If you overeat for a long time, you're also in serious trouble with massive health problems. So I do think it is an important skill to learn for some people. Yeah. Do you think there's people that should not count calories or macros? Look, if, if I'm honest, yes, there will be a small group of people that fall into that camp of, you know what, may, maybe you shouldn't right now. And those people are potentially people that are currently working through an eating disorder or, you know, binge eating behaviours. But what I do suggest for those people is to go and speak to a professional. Don't go and search a coach like myself or somebody else um, and start learning how to how to count macros and how to count calories when you've got something else you need to work through first. I believe that those people potentially not, but I do also know quite a few people that have worked their way through uh, like an eating disorder and they do actually count calories now, not for that obsessive behavior, but to be aware not to undereat anymore. Do you need to count macros to have a healthy diet, do you think? No, I I don't believe so. So if you want to be healthy, you can simply just look to eat whole natural foods. And when I say whole natural foods, I'm talking like, you know, fruit and vegetables. Uh, I'm talking about meat if, if, you, if you eat meat. Um, I'm talking about that rather than eating lots of processed foods. So for pure health, 
No, you definitely don't have to. And you definitely don't have to count calories to lose weight, but it is a tool that potentially will cut your journey uh, down. Everybody's looking for the fastest method, which I'm not for. <laughs> I'm not for uh, let's just cut your calories in half kind of deal. Um, but for the general population, um, what we need to do is create some kind of consistency. We need to remove the the 1200 calorie diet from Monday through to Thursday and then the 5000 calorie diet per day from the Friday binging. through to Sunday, yeah. right? Let's just nail eating consistently, training consistently and getting enough protein. Even carbs and fats is something that a lot of people assume that, okay, if I eat high carb or if I have pizza on Friday, I'm automatically going to gain weight. No, over-consuming calories is what makes you gain weight, not eating pizza or eating a high carb, low fat or, you know, higher fat, low carb diet. So the reason why I got you in the studio today is because Better For It is a challenge-based podcast and I would love for you to recommend me a challenge. Okay. I would love for you to be able to track your food consistently um, over the course of, I, I usually like seven to 14 days, track your food how you normally would eat. And in that time, we can have a much better understanding of where your body is currently sitting at right now. You can have that understanding of, you know, how many calories your body is burning right now and where your body is maintaining at right now. From that point, from that data, we can then say, okay, you know, Katie, which which direction do you want to head in? Do you want to actually lose a little bit of body fat? Do you want to just increase uh, eating healthy? You know, the ball is in your court then to say, okay, what do I actually want to achieve for me physically? Is it more mental clarity? Do I need to look at including, you know, more uh, fiber into my diet, more healthier foods? Do I need to cut back on wine? You know, like what do you feel that you need to achieve? Now, the reason I don't go out and say, all right, let's start putting you on a 2000 calorie plan and we'll start eating X amount of protein and then you just eat however you would like to eat um, for the rest of the calories. The reason I don't do that is because you, your metabolism may actually be, you know, you might only be able to eat right now 1800 calories as an example. And if I was to give you 2000 calories, all of a sudden you're going to start gaining weight and you're going to be like, Ash, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I would really like for you to do. What I will do is I would like for you to check in with me. So I've got yeah. a little spreadsheet um, that I have, a little spreadsheet nerd over here. <laughs> I've got a little spreadsheet that I'd like for you to track things like your mood, your strength, um, your sleep, how much sleep that you're getting, um, things like your digestion, your appetite and cravings. And we're going to track that every single day. We're also going to track how many steps you do on a daily basis and also track everything that you consume. Now, it's really important not to use this time to not document those Saturdays and Sundays. And it's it's really important not to try and hold back. A lot of people will go into this and say, okay, cool, I've started tracking calories. I might as well just drop them super low. It defeats the purpose and it doesn't give us the the outcome that we're looking for, which is what is your body maintaining on right now so that we can then forward plan and start achieving whatever goal it is that you want to achieve. Ash, how do I actually track my macros? 
Okay, good question. So my, there's a there's an app called My Fitness Pal. Um, very very easy to use. It has got pretty much every preloaded food uh, that you could think of in their database. I don't want you to, I guess, so much pre-track because like I said, the challenge is a little bit different. We're just working out, you know, what you're consuming. But after you, um, or once you make your oats, for example, for breakfast in the morning, I want you to pop your, your bowl on the scales and weigh out roughly, not roughly, but you will you will eyeball how many oats that you would normally put in, right? And you're going to weigh it and then track that into my fitness pal. Like with oats, as an example, you can scan the back of a packet, uh, the back of the packet of oats. If you've, you know, thrown the packet out, you can literally just search for Uncle Toby's oats. As an example, you've put 50 grams in your bowl and then track it like that. Um, for example, a question that comes up quite a lot, I don't know if you eat pizza, I always say pizza because it's one of my favorite foods, but I'll usually track um, Pizza Hut pizza as an example, regardless of kind of where I eat. If we have, you know, a wood-fired pizza somewhere, I'll just track it as Pizza Hut pizza. Um, most things you can scan, but otherwise everything else I want you to track uh, raw weight if possible. Now I understand that that is not entirely um, appropriate in all situations because if someone's cooked for you or something like that, if you do have to track your food as a cooked weight, so someone's, you know, you're at someone's house or not someone's house because I don't want you to take your uh, your scales there, but if you're at home and maybe somebody that lives with you has cooked steak on the barbecue and they haven't pre-weighed it for you, you can weigh it cooked, but just make sure that you search for example, I fill it steak cooked and then you put in the portion that you weighed at at a cooked weight if that makes sense that makes sense you know you're just going to have to do your best tracking something is better than tracking nothing if it's within your control and you can weigh it weigh it if it's not then you're going to have to do your best at guessing so what changes should I expect from this challenge I'm talking physical mental and social Socially, um, it may be a little bit awkward for you to begin with, but I, I would say that it is very goal dependent. And if you do want to, I guess, get something out of this, then it's potentially a sacrifice that you're willing to make at the moment. Um, just in terms of understanding what you're eating, uh, physically, and physically. I would say potentially in the first two weeks, you may not feel or look a lot different in the first two weeks because essentially right now we're trying to understand what you're eating. We're trying to get um, clearer with what your body is maintaining on right now and use that data to then have you feeling amazing and to then have you achieving whatever it is that you that we can come to together because I'm not just going to leave you after two weeks and say, all right, we've worked that out, awesome, (laughs) have have fun with that. but also you could potentially start to, like I said, subconsciously, you, you may hold back and you might actually make uh, even better choices. It sounds like you eat really well, um, but you may not then have that hangover on, on Sunday morning now because you might be like, you know what, I probably can do that. So you may actually feel uh, mentally clearer at the end and you may feel a little bit more, I guess, freer, mm. uh, which is often what people say to me is just that mental freedom and that mental clarity of, oh, wow, like 
you know, maybe I am not eating too bad or maybe I, I'm not scared of carbs and maybe I'm not this anymore. That's what most people that have been yo-yo dieting and all that kind of stuff, that's what they get out of it uh, physically and mentally. Ash, do you think two weeks is long enough for me to notice changes? Mentally, yes. Uh, Educational-wise, yes. Um, those changes will definitely come in two weeks. You'll probably get to the end of the two weeks and feel a lot more, uh, like I said, educated in, in terms of your food and the choices that you make and how it affects the way that you feel. Uh, but physically, I, th- those changes will definitely come after this tracking period. So I do have some fears for this challenge. One of them is that the weighing the weighing of food for me, it just seems tedious. So there is definitely fear around having to weigh my food. And then I also think the tracking, I'll have to be on my phone a lot. Um, another fear I have is, you know, eating out, eating at friends' places. Like how can I actually manage trying to figure out like how much protein, carbs and fat and how much energy is in this food when I'm not the one measuring it? That's definitely a fear. And also I definitely sort of fear that I'll get a bit over it. Like I fear that in a week's time I might be like, oh, like not being able to just eat what I want when I want. It has to be sort of pre-planned. I'm sort of much more of a intuitive person and a more of a um, impulsive person, I think. So this will probably slow me down and I sort of fear that a little bit. I don't know why. And the other, fear, the other fear I have is that I might do a bit of repeat eating because I know that in MyFitnessPal you can uh, log your food in that you ate the day before. So I sort of have this fear that I might just go, oh, stuff it, I'll just have the same brekkie every day, which to be honest, I sort of do. But I sort of think now because I have to track it, I think I'll get into that repeat eating type style of consuming. Yeah, you know, it's funny. A lot of people have those exact fears. Just from my perspective as as a coach, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with repeat eating behaviours. Often it takes a lot of of that mental fatigue of deciding. A lot of people don't realise that decisions are fatiguing and you only have a certain limit. And by the time you get to a certain limit of decisions, by the end of the day, if someone throws something at you, you're like, you know what, don't care. So it may actually end up in uh, different choices or maybe better choices for your for you and for the way that you feel rather than impulsively, I've had a stressful day, so I'm just going to reach for those packet of Tim Tams when potentially you may have had one instead of an entire packet. But also at the same point, I don't, I want you to know that you don't have to, um, you don't have to obviously repeat eat and tracking your food does take a lot less time than, than people think. And when you're out at friends' houses, I don't want you to try and avoid going to friends' houses or going out for dinner, but it's going to take you to stop and be aware, which is a good thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And try and visualize, I guess, what it is that you're eating. I don't want you to ask, you know, Lucy, I'm just making up names. What's the recipe? You don't have to ask her that, you know. What's the macro split on this one, Giles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my homework for this challenge is, well, it's very much an awareness challenge, but it is tracking my carbs, my protein and my fat. Also looking at my all over uh, calorie or kilojoule intake per day. And we're going to do this really as an awareness task. The goal of this challenge is not fat loss and the goal of this challenge is not muscle gain. It's actually awareness. 
And then after these two weeks, hopefully we can work together on what my goal is. Yeah, absolutely. Awareness and education. And if we go into it with that mindset and that perspective, I, I, I truly believe that you'll come out of it with with th- those fears that are kind of niggling like, oh, I don't, you know, this is not me, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I think that they will be overridden by the fact that you are learning so much about the way that you eat. This is unreal. I'm actually so excited. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been such a pleasure having you here. And I just can't wait to actually dive into what my goal will be after this next two weeks of looking at my Mac. I know. Like in the meantime, you'll be like, this is the longest two weeks. I just want to know. I just want to work towards my goal. But it's really, really important. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. For these two weeks, what I'm looking at is just my average diet, no no goals, no macro splits, no calorie limit, nothing. Just having a look at where my numbers are at. Okay, so I've got a bit of a rude shock. My macros are not great. My protein on average has been sitting at like 11 to 13%, sometimes 15% if I'm lucky. I need to get that number back up. I wanna get my protein to at least 20 or 30% of my diet. At the moment, carbs are sitting at 50% and my fat is sitting at 40 to 30%. So yeah, not very happy with this score, these numbers, and I would like to make some improvements here. I've also realized that some of my serving sizes are quite large, which is fine, but let's face it, no one has an actual serve of peanut butter. I don't know about you, but I kind of eat it out of the tub, so. (laughs) Clearing out the fridge with all the veggies I've got. I've got bok choy, eggplant, onion, Mushroom, frozen edamame, um, capsicum, zucchini. I'm gonna add some tofu to this as well. Sleep, hydration, and stress play massive impacts in my life. I moved this week, it was a stressful week. I've gone back to work and it feels like isolation for me is over. There's been a lot going on. I've been literally moving my body a lot. I've been training more, so I've been eating more. I've also been more stressed, so I've been making poorer food choices. I don't eat bad by any means, but I definitely eat more sugar or eat more when I'm stressed and I'm tired and I'm fatigued. It's been really good to have a look at the numbers and have a look at where I'm getting my nutrition from and where I can make small improvements so I can perform better in the gym and recover better and feel better. I am liking this challenge, but it's been quite eye-opening for me. Time to get back to work. Okay. So I've been tracking my macros for two weeks and the challenge is now over. So the question is, am I better for it? The answer is yes, I am better for it. So in week one, I found the weighing and the tracking of my food really annoying. I've never put food to my mouth and thought about the calories or the macros or even having to weigh it before I eat it. So the first few days, I found it really tedious and just kind of weird. I also got a little bit of a shock. I knew I was a big eater, but I didn't realize how many calories I'm consuming every day. I'm not going to say how many calories I eat because I don't think it's appropriate. We're all different, but I did get a bit of a surprise. For a small woman, my calories were very high. (laughs) For the first week, I was often mistaking hunger for thirst, especially when I was busy and I wasn't being as mindful. What I then realized was I needed to slow down and ask myself, what does my body need? A lot of the time when I slowed down to ask myself, what does my body need? My body would tell me. 
hey, I'm actually super thirsty. Hey, I need some carbs. Hey, I'm actually really hungry. I think I could use extra protein. The first few days I realized my protein was so low. Now I'm talking like 11%, 13% of my full daily intake. That is not enough. I also realized that my fat was through the roof. In week two, I definitely noticed some trends. The less sleep I had and the more tired and fatigued I felt, the more hungry I was. I ate higher carb foods and I craved sugar. So I really needed to look at my sleep here. I was sort of averaging at about 6.5 to 7 hours of sleep a night and I really need 8. In the afternoons, I tried to swap out my afternoon snack for a meditation. I definitely didn't need any more calories. I was eating enough. I was basically just doing it because I felt stressed. So I swapped it out with an afternoon meditation in week two and it felt really good to give my body actually what it needs, which was rest. Some of my fears did play out throughout this challenge. I guess I did repeat eat a little bit because I found it easy to track. I just had to swipe across on my app and the food would be added. I still ate out, although it's really hard to get an accurate number. You don't know how many calories you're eating and you don't know your macros when you're eating out at night. Both Sundays I didn't track and I knew I would do this when I overdid it. For both days, I think I doubled my normal calorie intake. One Sunday I was a little bit hungover and I definitely chose some not so healthy foods. I knew that if I was going to have a day of eating some junk food, I wouldn't track it. And to be honest, that was kind of silly because it's still important to know what you're eating. If I look at my physical, social and mental health throughout this challenge, physically, it didn't change. My body didn't change. I still ate my normal diet. Socially, it didn't change. I still ate out. I still got to see friends. I got takeaway. Mentally, for the first few days, it sort of made me a little uncomfortable knowing how much I'm eating. But then I felt really empowered and inspired to make some tweaks and changes. And I also felt really educated throughout this. I think it's really important to know what's going in my body. And it made me feel really good to feel like I'm sort of taking control of that. And I know it's going to help me in the gym. Two weeks was enough time to notice benefits with awareness and education. I am going to continue this challenge, but I'm going to have a look at my macro splits and adapt them to my lifestyle. I'm going to work with Ash again, and I'm going to be increasing my protein intake and looking at the timing of my carbs more around my training. Basically, I want to eat to fuel my body more and tweak my diet to make smaller improvements. I would recommend others to try a challenge like this, but look at it from an awareness and education perspective. Don't make any drastic changes to your diet without first speaking to a health professional. And definitely don't do this challenge if you've ever had any history with eating disorders or disordered eating. So the main question is, did tracking my macros help me think, move or feel better? And the answer is yes. So that's it for my two weeks of tracking macros. If you want to see the behind the scenes of this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. My next challenge is Wim Hof breathing with Tom Kerr. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better For It was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Lindsay Green. Audio producer, Darcy Thompson. And executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. For more episodes, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It podcast.